You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Holly, and I am so excited today. I have my beautiful friend, Colleen Tracy, who is an active power coach. She helps women jump in with both feet to create freedom and wellness through personal empowerment. Um, Her certifications are in coaching, holistic health, and Reiki, combined for mind, body, and spirit healing. So welcome, Colleen, to the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on today. And I can't wait to share, have you share some of your stories. I was on your website and um, there were some things that I definitely am going to ask you about that I'm excited for you to share with the community today. So, But before we dive into that, I would love for you just to introduce yourself. Tell us who is Colleen, where do you live, kind of some of those basic things. Okay. Um, I live in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, um, and I have had many, many careers. Um, I, um, right now I'm focusing on helping 50 plus women in transition, create freedom and wellness through personal empowerment. And that, um, that focus comes from a whole long, um, history of work in energy healing, Reiki, esoteric healing, and coaching and teaching. And um, my special program is an active empowerment program. And basically, um, I work with people to help them understand um, what beliefs are running the show in their lives and how to take courageous action to get where they want to (laughs) go. That's awesome. And what brought you into that field? What was it that led you to start coaching in that area? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I guess, multi-passionate entrepreneur. I've had several businesses, an online art business for 10 years. Um, My background is in fine arts. And I feel like the creative flow of coaching is one of the things I love the most. And I practiced energy healing, Reiki and esoteric healing, which are energy modalities, working on people's energy fields. Um, clearing out blockages that way. And I feel like my real love is combining all these things to help people step into their power to heal themselves. And I think that part of what I do is sort of coaching, helping people clarify what they want, and then kind of step into full responsibility for their lives to create what they want. And I think that it's kind of like a combination of the work I did in energy for so long, 
but through my gift of gab, um, I feel like the way that I serve the best is through coaching. So it's kind of like I'm folding in a lot of things that have been careers for me in the past into coaching. So I got certified about a year and a half ago. Um, and um, I just feel like it's such a great way to empower people to create the change they want. Because often people know so many things, but knowing doesn't get the job done. You've got to make the change. You've got to do, um, do something to really step into that power, um, which is just life-changing. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm always telling my clients too, like your life experiences, the things that were from your like past career or from your college days, or even when you were younger, like those experiences and skills and life lessons that you've learned, like those carry over into like this new entrepreneurial journey that we're on. And so many people I talk to think, well, that's from my past career. That's, you know, that's from the past. Like, how is that important today? And I'm always like, it's so important. Like those are the stories and the experiences and the skill sets that are going to set you apart as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You do a really good job with that too, helping people write their story because so many times um, stepping into your power might be realizing what you already are and what you already have. Um, you know, right now, it's just sometimes people don't, um, they don't identify themselves as um, having those skills. And so it's almost like they're a little bit dormant, you know, and when they identify with it, like I am, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they don't think that it's important and it matters. And those are the pieces that I'm like, no, that's exactly what matters. Like, those are the things you need to share because that's what's going to connect you and make you more relatable and also set you apart from everybody else because you have, we all have these different life experiences and moments and things that we've gone through that um, are part of that transform, transformational journey that we're on that help us kind of step into this new version of ourselves that as an entrepreneur, like we we're, we're doing amazing things, right? Like we're trying to change lives. We're connecting with new people and we're trying to create that life and the freedom that we want from ourselves. Yeah. So I love that you've um, kind of encompassed all of those pieces from like your past lives, past careers and whatnot, and have added those and brought those into your current career. Yeah, it takes a lot. I think it takes a lot of, I was always a real lover of journaling and would just fill up notebooks. Like my daughter would joke, you took my notebook, like anything <laughs> like, like I would just fill them up. And I think that there's something really beautiful about, um, you know, looking back and, you know, allowing yourself to fully embody everything that you've had. I mean, it's sort of like, a, <laughs> everyone needs to reflect on their own life. Um, but I think that it's really important to realize that the differences that the difference that you can make can be found in some of these things that you might think are unrelated. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought up journaling because journaling is something that um, I didn't always do. Like I would kind of like when I was younger, I would, you know, have a diary and I'd write some thoughts out, but um, probably the past, I'd say like eight to 10 years, I really taken journaling into like a new level and I make it part of my almost daily, I won't say daily, but almost daily practice. Like even if it's just for like five minutes writing out what my goals are as if they've already happened or 
just brainstorming. Like sometimes I just get like that um, content creation block or just life block where I feel like, all right, like things don't feel right today. So I'll just sit down and start writing and journaling. And it's amazing. Like once I start writing, like once I can get through that little hump where sometimes it's like, I can't think of anything to say. And then all of a sudden it's like, it just starts flowing out. Um, and so journaling has been like an instrumental part, I feel like for my personal development journey. Absolutely. Yeah. As well as just helping with my business as a whole too. Like there's just those moments where I'll write something and I'm like, oh, like that would be a great blog post or, hey, I should, talk, <laughs> I should explore more into this. And then that's when I'm able to kind of use that to fuel my business and, you know, create content or whatnot with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you know, and I find even writing with a pen, you tap into sometimes information you didn't know you had. Yeah. And it's just these gems, you know, so whether you're working through something or you don't know what you should do next, um, I feel like it's just a tried and true way to sort of um, bring on, <laughs> bring on inspiration as well as record it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially in a day and age too, where like tech is so big, like we're on our computers, we're um, used to typing out content. I know for yeah. myself, if I'm stuck at the computer, it's definitely time to grab a journal and go sit outside or go for a walk and like even voice um, a message to myself, um, you know, yeah. start talking to myself in a voice memo so I can sometimes go back and listen to it and sometimes not. Like I just need a place to kind of like download that information. But yeah. um, I definitely feel like more people need to go back to kind of basics. Like when it comes to journaling, like grab a pen, grab paper, go sit outside, step away from like that normal everyday scenery that you're in. That's when yeah. I feel like the magic happens and you can become so much more creative on paper to pen than, you know, just yeah. trying to type something out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally agree. Yes. So that's been, um, I've used that in my coaching. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll give homework, um, which can be really, really important. Um, although I don't really like the word homework and I wasn't using it for a while, but then people were like, could you give me homework? <laughs> so I was like, I don't think everyone has a negative attachment to that. Um, um, I, I call it in my business home fun. Okay. Home fun. That's so, good. Homework, home play. Like home fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, um, and sometimes it's just, you know, journal prompts, um, and that people can use if they, if they serve their um, or they can come up with their own, but it's really, really helpful, um, you know, as a, as a tool for change too. Yeah. So as you transition then into coaching, tell me a little bit about like, what were some of those, um, big moments that kind of led you to start coaching and start, um, taking, um, like fueling your body in a different way, using Reiki and those different things. How did that come about for you? Well, initially when I got my coaching um, certificate, I was working at a wellness center and I did esoteric healing and Reiki, which are, you know, energy modalities where the client is basically pretty passive. Although I'll just say healing always comes from the individual. So you're a facilitator, just like a coach is a facilitator of change. The person is doing the change. That, that's a um, really important point to, to make clear. Um, but as I was doing it, I just felt like I was coaching people. I had people like after and before, you know, when I always would talk to people telling me really important stories and information. And I thought, you know, 
so then I started kind of doing half and half and, you know, half energy work and half. And I just slowly was like, this is what I really love. And I feel like you can fold energy work into coaching so easily. Um, and I felt like it gives people the, the sort of information, the sort of teaching part of it. Like this is how your energy system works. You have seven chakras. You have basically seven energy centers. And when you're blocked, when you don't know what to do, when you're not serving your highest purpose, when you're not able to do what you want to do in your life, you kind of start to shut off the flow of energy through your system. And in my belief system, you know, when that happens for long enough, people often become ill. And sometimes illness is the only thing that makes them say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, but it doesn't have to come to that. It doesn't have to come to a breakdown for people to reroute their life. Because even if you've been off the path of your life for years, it only takes one decision to get back on the path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think coaching is really powerful because we're sort of the support people that support people to make those changes that they know they want to make, that they know they need to make, but they just, they need support. And we all have coaches. I have had numerous mentors. And I always have a mentor who's really old <laughs> and a mentor who's really young. So I have two mentors right now. One's 24, one's 83. And I feel like it's really important for me to always have, you know, people that I'm choosing to learn from as well. I mean, you learn from everyone every day and mostly your clients, but people that I've, I've decided, you know, I'm going to learn from this person. Um, so, um, I just realized to go back to your question that that was really where I could really serve the best. And I was kind of doing that anyway. So I just, I started folding it in and I feel like um, I'm still evolving. I'm going to launch a program probably in about a month. That's kind of like a, um, takes people through um, um, sort of power activation and it has eight levels and it's a month pro it's kind of like just explaining to people how things work and taking people they sort of take a tour of their life and their system and try to get things back into balance where they want them to be yeah so yeah and i love that you had mentioned a few minutes ago that you don't have to let yourself go to a point where like you're sick or your um your body's crashing what are some of the um, signs and signals that you work with your clients on to help people realize, like maybe they're at that burnout, that like crashing point where their body's, you know, failing them to a degree. They're, maybe they're um, having to go to the doctors because they have ailments and different things like that. What are some signs that, and tips that you usually share with your clients for recognizing those so they can catch it quicker? Um, it depends on sort of what uh, energy type you are. But for an energy, for a high achieving person, it can get to the point where their multitask ability is out of whack now. So they're finding they're so scattered that they're losing stuff. They're, um, they, when, when um, suggested that they meditate, they can't sit still for two minutes yeah. without feeling like, they can't shut their mind off and they're, you know, and, and almost always there is illness. 
um, almost always, because for people who are so high achieving, they sort of tend to put themselves last on the list. And so it takes something like a health crisis that they can't ignore to get them to hire someone <laughs> to get some support. You know what I mean? And, you know, whether they're super driven in their profession or their moms who do are, meet everyone's needs all day long. Um, so usually there is a health crisis. I've found there almost always is. Um, but it's lovely when, you know, someone comes, maybe there's one area, it might be relationships or a job change, you know, people do come when they're like, you know, this is, I got to do something about this. And I know that this is an area of my life that isn't working. And, you know, that's really smart. I think people, once they sort of realize some signs and symptoms of losing, losing power is what I call it. It's like in your mind, you know, you, you should be doing something and you're not. Yeah. And maybe you keep coming up with reasons why you're not. But I feel like um, when you don't do what you need to do for yourself, and it could be you need to exercise, you need to get to bed, you need to talk to someone, a hard conversation, but you don't, you start to lose, lose power. And I feel like once people can sort of recognize that, that's your intuition. Some people are like, oh, I don't know how to use my intuition. That's it. What you know you should do. And we all could sit down right now and probably write a really long list of what we know we should do. And really sometimes all it takes is doing one thing off that list to just bring like a rush of enthusiasm and energy through your system. So that's kind of like your conscience part, but there's another part of it, which is inspiration. So like maybe you know you should write a book or you know you should, you know, just go pick a bouquet and bring it to someone. Like that's kind of like ways that you bring power into your system and empower yourself. And that's, that's like your inspired self saying, hey, you have a great idea. You should tell the people at work about this. You know, and those are ways that I think that we can really bring power in. So I tried when I, in my um, coaching sessions now and in my um, active power program, I'm really trying to create sort of the templates and the worksheets so people can use them to practice. And even if it's taking one thing off each list, it's like you're on your way. I feel like once people begin to recognize, hey, I just need to do this. This is going to make me feel so good. Then they realize it's not about fixing everything right now. It's about just starting to recognize and listening to yourself. And that might be, you know what, I'm so exhausted. I think I might be getting sick. I think I, you know, um, so I feel like there are numerous levels to this. So I was like, I need to take people through this, um, as a, as a system, you know, um, yeah. through the, through the levels. Yeah. And I, I love that because so often it's like we think, oh, it's so much I have to do to change and I have to do all these things. So we do nothing a lot of times, right? Where I love how you broke it down. Like sometimes it can just be like that one next thing right. that you can do. Like, you know, right. eat a salad, <laughs> go for exactly. a walk, like, exactly. take a bath. Like, but we don't, I think, I think and as a woman, like as, and as a mom, like we let so many things pile up sometimes. I think it's, 
important that remember, like it's just that next step. Like you don't have to do all the things every single day or all the time, but finding one way to make a change today or to like to break that habit and just focus on like those baby steps. And it's the same, you know, whether it's you're taking care of yourself or if you're marketing your business and you just need to do that next thing, like just take baby steps. Like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go from point A to point B like instantaneously. And I think so often so many people go, well, I can't get there right now. So I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to put, you know, even that one step because it's so far away. Like I'll never get there, but it's those, you know, one foot in front of the other baby steps that get us there. And it's so important to remember that. I think that um, one, one really key aspect of pairing energy medicine and coaching is that really all we have is the present moment. And so when people become extremely stressed out, it's usually because they are worrying about what's happened already. Um, and maybe they, maybe they even have regret, which we all understand, or some things happen you wish they hadn't. It's totally understandable. But when you're living in the past or you're worrying about, I can't fix all these problems right now, you're kind of worrying about the future. And it's like, what we have is this moment. And in this moment, you can get something taken care of. And it might be like getting one client to focus on one thing, just one thing, but in the present moment. And it's like a huge (laughs) release of a burden to realize you don't have to worry about all the stuff that's already happened because that's all over. And I feel like coaching is so wonderful because we focus on the now and where we would like to go. And we try to just retrieve our spirit and our energy from all that stuff that's back there and try to make peace with it, let go of it and use our energy to go forward. Yeah. So. No, and it's so, it's so important. I love that you keep saying like using your energy to, to move forward. Like we do have to tap into our energy and what, you know, what we're feeling in that moment. And like, for me, like, I like to even just like take a step back. Like what's, what's going on right now? Like, especially if I get, you know, if I've worked up or the kids have me, you know, super short patients or (laughs) whatnot, like, okay, I'm like, what's really the problem right here? Like you're overreacting or you're, you know, overcomplicating things. Like take a step back. Okay. I need to just walk away for a minute. Um, I like to yes. say, I like to put myself in timeout, not my kids, because usually it's because there's other stuff going on for me. Like if I'm allowing myself to get, you know, worked up about something, it's because there's other layers to it. I'm like, all right, this is not the reason I'm upset right now, <laughs> or this is not, you know, I'm making this a big deal and it's not actually a big deal. So just walking away and taking yes. it for me has been like game changing, whether, you know, I I use my kids as an example, but it could be the same with, you know, with work or with clients. Like if something's going on, sometimes there's other things that are building up. Like it's like that snowball, right? Like keeps getting bigger. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what has happened? Like, I'm really upset about this little teeny thing that doesn't even matter. Like there's no way this is like the underlying reason for what's going on. So. Absolutely. And especially with kids or with, with our fast paced lives. I mean, you could potentially, I, I sort of think of that as a spectacle, like something's happening and now there's going to be a whole big drama blow up about it. Yeah. And it's like, you could potentially be involved in numerous spectacles all day long mm. and they're really draining. And a lot of times, you know, with some of those things, you don't really need, to, no one's safety is at risk. You don't really need to do something right now. You might need to listen and just let somebody 
blow off steam, but yeah. you don't always have to use your energy in, in the moment that way. And that's kind of how you exhaust yourself. So I feel like your how you use your energy and how you claim your power are, are bonded together, you know, because if you drain all your energy, you're not going to have energy for the things that you want to do and to put them into directing your life where you want it to go or into those things that are going to really create what you want in your life. Um, and we all have, you know, a, a certain amount of energy. If you just dissipate it in all these things, it's kind of hard to really make progress where you want to go. Yeah. It's like a bank account. You need to add deposits or you withdraw. <laughs> Like, yeah. the same with our energy or whatever we're working on like if we're not you know feeding our soul and you know doing the work that are doing things that excite us and make us happy and we're doing like we're depleting all the time and people are taking 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 like it's like that uneven balance so finding a way to like deposit withdraw <laughs> deposit withdraw right, right. So, yeah. and, and it takes a lot of courage for people because a lot of times you know people almost need some permission to move in the direction that they want. And they're waiting for permission from someone, you know, and a coach can be the first person who's like, you are entitled to any kind of a life that you want to create. You are capable of being any kind of a person that you want. You don't need to ask anyone for that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's like a revelation. It's like, well, I have to do this and I should do that. And I'm waiting to do that. So it might be finding ways to release yourself from sort of all the bondage of all of these reasons and start to make progress, yeah. um, you know? Yeah, and I think women especially feel like they should be doing something or they're, or they're waiting for permission or they're waiting for different things like that and knowing that you don't have to ask permission, like you can choose for you what feels right in the moment and just going with it. Like it's such a, a powerful play for you, like for your inner soul, when you just decide to do something because you want to do it, not because you should do it or somebody else is doing it. So you feel like maybe that's the right thing for you to do in that moment, but doing it because you actually want to do it and you have the energy and the desire behind it to go with it. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with um, a lot of um, young adults, but, um, and I love that. Um, and that's kind of a bit different from um, my focus right now, which is 50 plus women. And I feel like women in their 50s are, are going through um, some universal cycles. Um, children are leaving home. Sometimes people are divorcing. Um, some people are retiring or planning to. And it's really a time, um, it's really exciting, but a lot of time there's a lot of fear and there's sadness and there's just a lot of heavy stuff um, that I find kind of blocks people from seeing how much potential they now have, how much freedom they have now to develop something that they've been longing to develop. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I try, I'm trying, you know, through a couple surveys to sort of find out more about what are the particular obstacles that sort of prevent people from feeling, um, excited or liberated to go forward with that. But um, particularly, I think plus 50 women experience a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel like for myself, like, the, as I, 
as I age, is that the right word? As I've matured, um, I'm stepping in like each year, I feel like I'm getting to a new place where I don't care quite as much what other people think. And I don't need the permission from other people anymore where like in my early twenties, I for sure was very conscious. Like, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? And like, I feel like now the old every year, I'm like, I care a little less about what (laughs) everybody else thinks. Um, And I hope that continues. (laughs) Um, But do you, do you find that with specifically with coaching with women technically 50 and older like do they step more into that place where they don't care as much or do you feel like it just depends on the woman and kind of what they're going with um I think that what drives people to come to a life coach is that um yes they've started to experience that so they feel um it's like they feel worthy and they feel it's um worthwhile for them to now do this. And I realize, you know, our children come first. We have so many things that we're trying to do in our lives, Um, but it can almost be a little bit of a shock to find yourself with no one to make food for, um, with, you know, all this time. Um, And it may take, it's a little bit scary, I think at first, like, well, it's just me now, Or, or people saying, well, I can't just make a nice meal just for myself. And it's like, why not? Why not? <laughs> Why can't you? It would be yeah. so peaceful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think so maybe that's a yes and no, you know? Yeah. It, de- it definitely depends on the person. And it's definitely one of those things too. Like I've always been a mom, like my oldest son I had right after I graduated high school. So I can't mm-hmm. even imagine what it would be like to not have like, I have a hard enough time with him being a grown adult now and he's not at home. And my youngest is six so I'm like, I can't imagine what that empty nest life will look like if it ever happens. Like hopefully they never leave and they just stay home with them <laughs> forever. But yeah, I can only imagine like what some of those transitions and those thoughts, like, like, like simple things, like I can't cook for myself. You absolutely can, but like, you're so used to, or at least I'll speak for myself, like as a mom and a woman, like I'm so, I love to give to others. I love to do for others. And like, as a mom, like we do that all day long. Right. So it's, it's weird to think that one day that might not be <laughs> what my everyday life looks like. It might, it right. actually, actually kind of sounds heavenly, but. <laughs> well, different. it's a nice balance. You want to have yeah. balance. I mean, I'll be an empty nester um, this fall. My last is planning to go to college if college is not shut down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of sadness there because, um, you know, mothering has been just the best thing in the whole world. Um, but you still continue to, you're still there, uh, the guide on the side. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a transition that I think takes some careful, um, attention because it's really important that people process how they feel first and foremost and so maybe you know people know they're going to make a change but sometimes they might need to come and allow stuff to sort of come to the surface to be released yeah Um, which is really similar to how things are done um, with energy work you know stuff comes up and sometimes people cry um and you know it's like it's being brought up to be felt so that it can be let go. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love so, that. Um, 
But what would you say has been some of the biggest challenge as a business owner that you've had to overcome? Wow. Um, well, the on, when I started out, I was doing all face-to-face -face coaching. Um, and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, although I've done like some workshops, um, journaling um, through the chakras is one that I love to do. Um, and there are specific prompts related to each of the energy levels. Um, and I really love that stuff. That's kind of been, um, so I've been doing more online um, coaching, which just takes a little getting used to. Um, and I think I still hope I'll be going back to more, cause it's really wonderful to see people in person. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll walk together or we'll find a beautiful place outside to sit. Um, and it's just a really intimate, working one-on-one -on -one is a really wonderful, gentle, modality. I just love it. Yeah. Um, so I miss that a little bit. So the whole tech thing, I've just been working more on that. Um, and I didn't really envision when I started this, that I would be on a laptop so much that I would be, you know, needing to like market and be on, you know, social media so much. And so I, I'm learning and enjoying the creative part of that, but it's not really, I'm a, I'm a real, <laughs> This is my quirky thing about me. I'm a barefoot runner and I've been a runner my whole life and I run like marathons and barefoot yes. and I love to be outside and moving. So I think that it's made me, I've been sort of more sedentary um, since March than I've probably been like ever in my life. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to manage that. Okay. <laughs> and, if you, and you're not alone in that. Um, so many business owners, especially with COVID happening, like have taken their business into a whole new way and they're, they're used to doing live retreats and they're trying to figure out how to do retreats virtually, or they, they coach one-on-one -on -one in person and they are now doing it through Zoom. Um, I, I switched my business about six years ago to be more virtual when we moved from Las Vegas to California. My youngest was six months old at the time. And the thought of living in a brand new city uh, where my husband was commuting every day down to San Diego and not wanting to put him in daycare and all those different things. Like I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, because in Vegas, I grew my business on the ground. Like you were just explaining, like I was meeting people face to face. I was going to networking events. Like that's the whole way I marketed my business. Right. And then I, I transitioned. I was a little bit ahead of the curve for COVID luckily, um, having, done that a few years prior to COVID happening, but yeah, it's, it's a different beast. It takes, it's, it's a learning process. And I still, um, just recently, like my son is in kindergarten or he was in kindergarten last year and he'll be going into first grade. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like he's going to be in first grade. So I'll actually have like a chunk of time during the day where I'm not like driving, working for a little bit, going and picking up one kid, working for a little bit, picking right. up one, and then now COVID hits, right? And like, the kids are going to be virtually schooled again. So I'm still in the same position where I'm working from home with kids around, which I love, but it's also nice to have the ability to go meet people in person, which I was looking forward to being able to do again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I totally understand the restraints that like the virtual world, it's, it's such a blessing that we have it because if this yeah. has happened shoot, maybe 10 or 15 years ago where we, I don't even know that most people would have been able to continue working right. at all. Like so many companies were already hesitant 
to let their employees work from home because they thought they were going to be goofing off or not actually working. And now they're finding because of COVID, they're like, wow, you're even more productive working from home. You're not as stressed out. You don't have to commute anymore. Like they're letting their employees stay working from home as part of their like long-term game strategy, which I love. So I think it's, it's like, it's a blessing, but it's also a learning curve for so many of us who are like that one-to-one intimate in-person connections. Like there's nothing better than meeting somebody for coffee and having those conversations too. So, yeah, well, there are a lot of like, I'm, I'm learning to use some new systems. And I think that, um, I've had a couple when I was doing energy healing and when I worked for the national park service, I was an exhibit producer and I worked from home for eight years and I was homeschooling my kids while I did that. So I'm familiar with the whole, um, process of having your home be your workstation, but it just was a little different this time. And so I've found some of the systems that are available to us for time management to be so helpful because sometimes the whole day just stretches and then you can kind of like hurt your back just sitting there working on something for so long and then a meeting. And so there are a lot of wonderful, you know, timing systems just to make us be, no, this is how much time there is. And now you've got to be done. (laughs) That's why like I'm so diligent when it comes to my schedule and then helping my clients too with their schedule, making sure like you don't have to work 60 hours. Like you just need to be like, you can work a full-time job and under 30 hours a week or less, if you're super disciplined and you know what needs to happen and you give yourself that block of time to do whatever the task is and good is good or, um, done is better than perfect as <laughs> kind of had to, to live after. Because in the beginning I'd be like, well, no, it's not perfect. I can't be done. Like I need to take, I'm going to spend two more hours doing this task. And then now I'm like, oh, you have an hour. And like that, like five minutes before that hour is over, like you better dot your I's and cross your T's because that's as good as it's going to get. Like you're not allowed to spend, you know, tons of time doing a project when it's just that perfectionism of us that like we have to make it better. We could add something more to it. <laughs> I know there's just a time to stop. Um, and that's a good lesson too, to share with people who are, you know, perfectionists that come to see you and find that really crippling. Like it almost stops them from doing things because they feel like it wouldn't be good enough. Um, And you can just really remind people that taking action, you know, becoming an active power is doing. And sometimes you have to, it has to be kind of messy action in the beginning and it's just going to evolve and get better because that's how we learn how to do things. Yeah. So yeah, definitely messy action. I love it. And actually, um, I just read a blog post about taking, um, having messy movement and taking action, like just do what you need to do. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to like look a certain way. You just need to show up, take action, do whatever it is you need to do and move forward. (laughs) Yeah. And doing that makes you feel so good. And you realize that being afraid that things aren't going to be perfect and then feeling really stifled is such a bad way to feel. It just feels bad in your whole body, you know? So, you know, you just need to not criticize yourself and take some action and just continue to move in the direction you want. Yeah. No, I completely agree. So what does success mean to you and your business? Like what does success look like? 
Uh, success to me, and I guess this is, um, this is sort of a, been a constant through my life because I've had different careers and I've always been happiest um, when I work from home where I'm autonomous. I have, a, I have a high need to be personally free. And I think that um, it's one of the cornerstones of, I think, a well person, a person who feels that they can direct their own life. And so that's, it sounds like such a tall order, like, oh, help women be well and free. But wellness is a mind, body, spirit endeavor. It's all levels of a person. So there can be, you know, different areas of someone's life that they need to work on. But for me, you know, feeling free, feeling that I can pursue um, my path, which is sharing the gifts that I have to help other people, to lift people up to their potential. That to me is why I'm here. And I feel like to do that in, you know, my beautiful home, surrounded by the people I love, that's just bliss to me. And then a barefoot run as well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you brought that on the barefoot run back because that was one of the places I wanted to go during today's conversation. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about, like, you run barefoot. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. I'll, I'll admit, I don't run in general, but the fact that you run and you're barefoot on top of that, how did how did that come about to be something that you're so passionate about? Well, I'm trying to think. I've, I'm, I'm not sure. It's at least probably 15 years now. So I, I've been a runner since like junior high. And like, you know, I live in a town that is a very, has Freedom's Run, which has a um, very famous um, marathon that goes through Antietam Battlefield. And there's a lot of running enthusiasts and a lot of talented runners here. So, you know, I met up with different people in that community. And one of the um, uh, doctors who was who opened up a running store kind of was sort of, hey, you know, there's a barefoot running option. And I couldn't find any of the shoes to fit me. I have really wide feet and like they would just give me um, problems running. And I was just like, I just got rid of them. And it was like miraculous. And it's also brings you back to the feeling of being a child with your feet in contact with the earth. You feel free. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. If you don't ride a bike very often as an adult and you get on one, you're like, oh my goodness, this is, so, this is the best. And people are like, it's just bike riding, but you're just, you get all that joy and that freedom of like what you did when you were a kid. And that's really what it brings to an, an, an activity running, which has been like a, a love of my life. And I feel like what happens for me is I'm like in contact with the earth. I'm outside running, you know, down the hill with the birds and the trees. And I just feel like an incredible amount of joy and oneness, like with all things. And I feel like that is something that gets channeled into the rest of my day, like into what I do. I don't know. I so love that you described that as like that childhood memories because yeah, I can totally see how, like, I, I'm always barefoot. Like, I, I either live in flip-flops or I'm barefoot if I'm at home and there's nothing better than, you know, being outside and being barefoot and connecting with the earth. And yeah, I love that part of it. I've never thought about running barefoot, I, I'll admit. But <laughs> and running barefoot on the beach is super easy and fun. Yeah. But you, you get very well, like, my feet almost are like 
a soft leather of like a shoe on the bottom and they get very, nothing bothers them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so primal because I'm like, I can barely like, if I walk outside, I'm like, I always step on a rock or something like some pebble and I'm like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> and you're, well, you, you're get pretty, <laughs> you get pretty tough. So anyway, yeah. I think that, I think it's a, um, an amazingly fun, would you call it, would you call it, I don't know if it, know if it's a hobby to you, it's a lifestyle. For I you. guess it's a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, that just kind of brings me back to um, something you said earlier when people said there are so many things like that they need to do. Maybe it's not possible to fix it because it's just too much. Yeah. And it's like, um, it doesn't to change my mind or to put yourself. So you do need to find some things, you know, like running for me or whatever it is for you that put you in kind of a state of mind of possibility yeah. and joy, and then use that as like leverage to do some harder things. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like I know, like just with my family, with when COVID hit, one of the things that we started doing more of is going for like a nightly bike ride. So yeah. Um, that's been like one of the fun things I look forward to is like each night, like we go for a bike ride as a family and just, awesome. you know, circle the neighbor. It's nothing, you know, crazy. Cause the kid, my youngest is six. So it's not like we're doing like crazy intense rides, but <laughs> sitting outside and like being a kid again, like getting on a bike, it does have that level of joy that it's just kind of freeing just to, like clear your mind and, you know, get some of like your the extra energy at the end of the day because we're home so much more than we normally are like we're not moving always as much some days are more than others but knowing that we have the option to like go for a bike ride or take the dog for a walk and just kind of clear our mind and you know get out and have some some form of movement to keep our bodies going i think is so important especially with covid yeah. right now like i just I know in the beginning, like the first week or so, we just got really lazy, right? Like we were like, okay, we're stuck at home. We can't go anywhere. What do we do? And I was like, well, wait, we can still go outside. Like I don't, I've <laughs> barely driven my car in months, but like I go for a walk and we go for bike rides and we do these things that, you know, light us up and bring joy to us and, you know, bring the family closer together too. Yeah. Which is yeah. so important. Movement's huge. And that alone can be a catalyst for all kinds of changes for people. So it's definitely like, not only is it like a recipe for just everyone's fitness, but for someone who's down, um, feeling downhearted, or uh, it's all, I mean, it never fails to improve, improve your mood. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. I know for myself, if I'm in a in a funk, the first thing I think of is like, right, I grab the dog leash and I take the dog for a walk. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I need to like, I need to move this out. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Colleen, this has been so much fun talking to you before we kind of start to wrap things up. Um, I always ask my guests a couple kind of rapid fire questions at the end. Okay. Okay. Um, so my first question for you is, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what does it look like? Okay, my morning routine is I have recorded myself reading my upward spiral, which is who I want to be, how I want to be it right now. And I listen to that. I go for my run and I come back and I have a meditation and I bought a beautiful candle because I had this crummy little candle that it all burned down. I said, well, the candle doesn't matter that much. It's just the meditation, but I was like, it really does matter. Yeah. So I got like a big one. And it's awesome. And it's 20 minutes. And I recommend for all my clients who can do this, meditation will change your life. 
It will. It was going to take a little time because the secret is repetition. So you got to do it for a while, even if it's two minutes a day. But it will, you will be given answers. I promise. I love that. And I love that you went and got like a giant candle. I might need to get a new candle. Um, I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. And tell me, um, who has made the biggest or who's been the biggest influencer in your life? Mm. Well, I, I, a lot of, a lot of people have, and I feel like that's one way that I'm very, very blessed is that I feel um, uh, the perfect mentor has come along for me right when I've needed them. But a few, um, a few of my favorites are um, Louise Hay, for sure. Um, when I found her some 30 years ago, 35 years ago, um, just a, the most beautiful light for the world, just kind of about human potential. Um, and I totally agree with her that everyone can heal. Everyone can heal their lives. Um, and I don't, it doesn't matter how long it's been off track or how old you are or anything. And um, just, she's wonderful. Um, Martha Beck, I adore and I love her, her books. I love her podcast. She's just such a creative life coach, um, such a funny, brilliant woman who has overcome so many um, difficulties with so much spunk and no loss of enthusiasm for life. I mean, it's, it's a marvel. Um, Caroline Meese, um, who um, is an energy um, medicine, uh, medical intuitive, and a, a mystical phenomenon. I love her. And a holistic healthcare provider that I found about 10 years ago who goes by the name of Sock Doc um, because he's a barefoot doctor. Okay. Um, he, first, when I went to him, he was wearing socks. And I was like, oh, um, but he's helped me. Um, I've always believed that, you know, we have the power to heal ourselves and I've always used herbs and things, but he's really been a wonderful practitioner of holistic medicine. Um, yeah, those would be probably my top. Awesome, I love that you have a couple too. Like so many um, people usually will say like one person, but I love that there's like so many people. Yeah. And there's some. You're like, I got a whole list of people that I'm loving on. <laughs> I love it. Sorry for all the people I left out. <laughs> but it, and that's, it's so true though. Like we're influenced by so many people in our lives at different points, but sometimes yeah. there's some that stand out for different reasons. And um, that's important. Like that's why we all have, that's why I asked this question because we all have somebody or a couple somebody's <laughs> who um, yeah. made an impact and an impression on our lives. So, and mm. then what's your happy place? Like if you need to just reset and recharge, where do you go? What do you do? Well, um, running is probably my top. Yeah. Um, but also, um, I just like to go outside. So usually I'll walk, um, I'll go out. We have a huge vegetable garden and we grow tons of flowers. I'll go out and just deadhead flowers, make a bouquet. Um, I, I literally am broken hearted in the, at the first frost when all the flowers die because it's a huge, we used to grow for market and we have just flowers everywhere and it's such a, I just love them. They yeah. just are so joy giving. That's awesome. I love that too. I'm all like, that's been, I think one of my favorite pastimes with COVID is I've gotten 
to kind of nurture my, my yard a little bit more than I do because usually we're, you know, we have so many sport activities for the kids. And we're like, oh, no. So, so many things have been cut back from our lives that I've been able to kind of go back to some of those areas where I enjoy spending more time. So in yeah. my yard, has been one of them too. And I know we can't travel today, but I'm always super curious. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Um, if I could go anywhere, I've wanted to go to Greece okay. for a long time and really just for um, the beauty, the beauty of it. Um, it's a place I'd really love to travel to um, and just soak in all that blue and white and gorgeousness. Yeah, it sounds heavenly. I'm always like, let's pack a bag and go. <laughs> I know, someday, someday. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, Colleen, this has been so much fun having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time away from your schedule to be here with me today. Um, I know people want to connect with you. Where do you like to hang out? Where do you spend most of your time? Where should they go? Um, well, um, um, they can always um, go to my website and um, check that out. It's bothfeetlifecoaching.com. Um, I love to hang out on Instagram and it's Colleen Tracy underscore. Um, and I do have a Facebook page, but I've become like a real Instagram lover. So um, that's mainly where I am. Instagram's your place now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say for now. And I know you have a free gift for everybody as well. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah. So actually too. So um on my website, if you go, you can download a PDF and it's called how to become an active power. And it's basically just a few pages where I sort of talk about how our um, energy system works and how you can start to step into your power just in some really simple ways. Um, so you can download that. And I, always have discovery calls that people can um, sign up for if they're interested in learning more about active empowerment or um, just I have a 90 day it's kind of like a I call it a jump start which is um, sometimes people have something they need to figure out and it's kind of like a short sprint and they just need somebody there that they can reflect off of and kind of hold them to making the making a jump. So. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for taking time and being on the show with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.